Hello and welcome to Connected, episode 343. It's made possible this week by our sponsors, Privacy, Memberful, and Bombas. My name is Stephen Hackett, and I'm joined by my friend, Mr. Mike Hurley. Hello. Hey, bud. Hi, how are you? I am... I'm good. How are you? Excellent. Uh, fine and dandy. Fine and dandy. Yeah, both. Well, let's see if Federico Vitici can top that. Federico, how are you? Buonasera, Stephen Hackett. How are you? Oh, ciao. Hmm. Bella. <laughs> Why do you always say that? <laughs> ciao, Bella. It's just they go together, don't they? Well, sure. But there's. This is like one of those. I don't know. Like those. I can't think of the, the, the wording really, but it's like a. People say it. It's like just one of those phrases, like a pop culture phrase right. that doesn't really. Well, you it doesn't really mean well, anything for, for you. <laughs> yeah, it sure. doesn't really mean anything for me. You know, right? It's like I, I say something a British person would well, say, like "tally ho." <laughs> yeah, there you go. No one says that. Nobody says that. <laughs> right? <Not> a pirate. <laughs> I have never heard someone say that unironically. <laughs> like it doesn't happen. You know, really? There's a Chow Bella Italian Grill here in Memphis. Sure, I mean, why not? Right around the corner from my house. Yep. Uh, so I'll send you guys the website. Maybe you can pick something out, order it online, have it delivered. Jabella. I have some tracking drama to share with you all. Ooh. Do you remember uh, Chipolo, the burrito Chipotle? company that was making Chipotle. AirTag clones? Mm-hmm. And Apple announced them and the dog cow bike on the same day? Yes. Well, Chipolo has come out with uh, an ad for the one spot, which is their tracker that works with Find My, that's supposed to come out, I think it's in June. And this ad says, attaches directly to your key ring, no accessory needed. And it's these pictures because this thing has a hole punched in it and it comes with a key ring. So you don't have to buy a $29 or $449 luggage tag or something to attach this to your things. I mean, that's fine. I like the spice. Like- yeah, I mean, well, they've got to do something because they don't really have much yeah. of a competitive edge at this point, do they? No, they don't. I think I said it in our episode covering the event. I love that the Apple person, who, when she was uh, announcing this, she's like, we're so glad to join the ecosystem of trackers. I'm like, what ecosystem? You announced two things <laughs> a week ago that aren't shipping yet. <laughs> our ecosystem, and don't you forget it. That's right, yeah. <laughs> It's like the the Obama meme with Obama putting a giving himself a medal. <laughs> Have you ever seen that? It's kind of like that. <laughs> oh yeah, like where someone's photoshopped yes. himself, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just you know I'm staying on top of these uh, these other find my device makers because I'm convinced this thing is never going to ship. <laughs> the Chipolo? Yeah. Mm. I mean, it may. Yeah. I'm on their list to be told when it's available. I'm on Team Chipolo myself. I believe in them. Oh. Yes. I right. mean, only only, like in in spirit. I'm not going to buy a Chipolo. But I like to say I'm on Team That's Chipolo. Not, you're not really on the team then, <laughs> are you? That's a nice ring Mm-mm. to it, though. Say I'm on Team Chipolo. It's not, you know? I feel like to be on their team, you kind of need to buy their product. Otherwise, you're kind of, <laughs> I don't know, you're just like an admirer. Sure, I guess I'm a Chipolo admirer. Yes. Whatever floats your boat iOS 14.5 has come out. That is true. Is it 
anything we should know about in there? Well, there's a bunch of things. And to me, usually the the proof of like the popularity of certain features is how long it takes my quote-unquote normal friends to mention them to me. And sure enough, today I was able to meet up with a bunch of friends and one of them immediately said, oh, by the way, I did the software update yesterday because of the, the face ID with the mask uh, unlock. Yeah. And I was like, mm. there you go. Of course, you like." It, I, I had a feeling that this was going to be like the feature for people. And the fact that it took, well, um, like basically two days for to hear the first mention, I think it's a pretty good sign that this is going to be popular. And my friend's assessment of the functionality is pretty much what we've all been saying. Like, it's not perfect. Sometimes it gets it wrong and it still asks me for a passcode. But overall, like, this is so much better than before. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's essentially what this feature does. Yeah, that's been that's been my experience because I ran the 14.5 beta, but I did not put the beta on my Apple Watch. And so this is the first time I've gotten to use it. It's really pretty great. I agree that yeah, on occasion I've had it miss, but mm-hmm. I'd say nine times out of ten it does what it's supposed to do. Uh, I, I shared this on the the MPU episode that's coming out Sunday, but uh, Mary had heard about this. Like they were talking about it at work, and you know she's like, "Hey, can you can you update my phone?" I mean, this is a legit thing. If you have an Apple Watch and an iPhone, oh my god, like this is awesome. Oh yeah, right, super cool. Uh, I want to mention. Um, so regarding this other uh, 14.5 feature, app tracking transparency, we've been talking about this. Apple has been talking about it. There's a bunch of interviews that you should watch. I recommend the uh, Craig Federighi one with Joanna Stern at the Wall Street Journal, which is a good one. Um, oh, I have that one to watch. Yeah, it's so. really good. Um, looks good. I have been told by a couple of Mac Stories readers that uh, it appears that quite a few people cannot enable this setting and there's an entire thread on reddit as well as on the apple support forums um about the fact that a lot of people it seems uh, they see this option but it's grayed out and they cannot enable this setting so um what what like the the overall one is that what we're talking about the overall like the overall one the overall toggle in um app tracking transparency so under the settings privacy screen it appears that it's grayed out for quite a few people and uh yeah i just wanted to mention i'm gonna try and find the link that i was sent uh so if you're uh, could it be that like maybe these people just haven't had any apps that have tried to do it no because you should still be able to to uh, interact with the toggle and instead it's just grayed out like if it's not available at all so I'm going to try and find the discussion thread. So if you've been having this issue, uh, check it out because there's plenty of other people like you. Yeah, Apple actually released a support document yesterday uh, talking about this. And my guess is that it's buggy and it affects more than these people. But Apple says if you are under the age of 18, hmm. uh, so you have like a, a, a minor Apple ID account, you can't set it. If your Apple ID is managed by an educational institution or uses certain types of configuration profiles, you may not be able to use it. And if your Apple ID was created in the last three days. Now, my guess is that, like I said, it's buggy and there are people who are running into this who don't fall into those buckets. But at least Apple has said, under some circumstances, this is expected behavior. So I guess what in those instances, either the parent 
or the educational institution will do it for you, or it's off by default. It's off by default, so an app can't. So you just can't turn it on. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. I'd imagine that there'll be a fourteen point five point one or something that maybe fixes this for some other people. Uh, there's also a new emoji, but I guess we're gonna talk about that later in the show. Um, we're gonna play our usual fun games uh, for this, right. for this new emoji. And uh, I also wanted to mention, so if you're new to um, 14.5, I would recommend, uh, we talked about this before, play around with Siri. There's a bunch of new Siri features, uh, but I particularly want to call out the integration with third-party music players. So if you're a Spotify person, or if you use Tidal or Amazon Music or any other um, compatible music streaming service, you can now play your music with Siri using those services. In addition, um, this integration extends to other kinds of audio apps. So you should also be able to use Siri with third-party podcast clients, as well as audiobook players. Um, I was asked by some people on Twitter, why is the Apple Books app showing up in the Siri permission prompt? And that is because books can play audiobooks as well. So uh, right. uh, for music, podcasts, and audiobooks, you can now take advantage of the Siri integration. And lastly, I want to call out an Apple Music feature, which is the ability to share lyrics, to share real-time lyrics from the music app. Uh, this is really nicely done. Uh, for songs that have real-time lyrics, you can now long press on any line of text, and doing that will bring up this uh, custom version of the share sheet. I say custom because I'm pretty sure Apple is using a private API, uh, where at the bottom you see your usual extensions, but at the top you can scroll your lyrics and select the ones that you want to share. And once you've selected some lyrics, you can either make a story for the Instagram or Facebook apps, or you can share a little uh, lyrics uh, snippet over iMessage. And on iMessage, it's nice because it's also an audio player itself. So this special message that you send, it shows you the lyrics that you've selected, but it also comes with a play button. And if you hit play in iMessage, the song plays at the exact spot where you shared the it's lyrics. Good. It's really nicely done. So, um, yeah. really nice uh, Apple Music feature. It is uh, April, the end of April, as we record this, and we are getting ready to start releasing our annual specials for Relay FM members. We used to do this in the fall, uh, but with new iPhones and the podcast-a-thon for St. Jude and other stuff, we wanted to move these to the spring this year. So these are going to kick off uh, Thursday, April 29th. Connected is actually going first, just kind of how it worked out. Whoop. The three of us have created something truly special. Very special. Very special. Very special. Can you guess what it might be? Talked about things. You will enjoy it. We're always been. Enjoy it. The rest of special for you. The rest of this episode mm -hmm. is going to be like this for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> so if you are a Relay FM member, be sure you subscribe to the crossover feed and, and memberful. And if you're not a Relay FM member and you want to uh, check that out and a whole bunch of other annual specials, a bunch of shows across the network are doing it, uh, you can join. You can learn more about the membership program uh, at relay.fm slash membership, or you can join Connected and you will also get a longer ad-free version of this show by going to relay.fm slash connected 
slash join. Yeah, and they're going to be throughout the whole month, right? There's going to be a bunch of specials coming out from some of your favorite programs. Yep, throughout all of May. Uh, and so it's going to be uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Let's take a break and then get into some news. How does that sound? All right. Love. Oh, I love news. Yes. News is great. Give me the news. Yeah. Is is this news? Is it? This is supposed to be an ad break. Oh, okay. Give me the ad. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Privacy.com. We have all had times where we've worried about our financial privacy online, where you're ordering something off the beaten path on a website that looks a little sketchy or paying somebody directly. It can be stressful. You can worry about your debit card or credit card information. Well, privacy is a tool that makes it easy to manage your financial life online while keeping your most important information secure. By generating virtual numbers, privacy masks your actual bank information, so you don't have to worry about giving that real data out to people you don't know online. A service like privacy is important. Uh, Just like everyone else, the vast majority of the shopping I've done from groceries to household goods to anything else has been online over the last year. And if you have a credit card number stolen, it is such a pain. You've got to go around to update all these places. With privacy, uh, you can avoid a bunch of that. Because there's a lot of control you get with these uh, virtual numbers. And so you can decide who can charge a card, uh, how much they can charge against it, and how often. And you can close any card at any time. So if a number you suspect has been compromised, it's not tied to a bunch of other stuff. Plus, you can make sure that you're never accidentally billed twice or upgraded to some other service without your consent. And Privacy has partnered with our good friends over at 1Password. So you can create, use, and save privacy cards directly within the 1Password dashboard. All of these virtual cards have the same security benefits as other privacy cards, so you can set spending limits, create single-use or merchant-locked cards whenever you want. Head on over to privacy.com connected to sign up for an account, and new customers will automatically get $5 to spend on your first purchase. Go to privacy.com connected to sign up. Our thanks to Privacy for their support of the show and Relay FM. Uh, oh, boy. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, How do we start this? I have. We're going to talk about Basecamp. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's probably a fair expectation that the majority of our listeners will have heard about this story. I mean, it was trending worldwide on Twitter. Yeah. At one point. Yeah. Basically, the uh, founders of Basecamp and Hey, uh, Jason Fried and David Hanemeyer Hansen, put out a couple of blog posts, which. Effective. I mean, the thing that people were really holding on to and, and talking about, basically talking about changes at the company, mm-hmm. like Basecamp, which includes Basecamp and Hay. And the thing that has gotten the most uh, conversation is a, a heading referring to no more societal and political discussions at Basecamp. Mm-hmm. Um, or, and then it had been edited to on our company Basecamp account. Stephen, can you help me? to talk about this I'm, I'm really struggling to introduce this we have a lot to say but kind of setting the stage is tricky it, it, it is tricky uh due in no small part because they have changed those two blog posts repeatedly uh mm-hmm. i think if you if you haven't 
kept up with this, the thing, the one thing I would read first is an article on The Verge by Casey Newton called uh, Behind the Controversy at Basecamp. And it really kind of sets the stage for what happened. And he talks to some employees. I mean, Casey Newton does a better job than anybody at talking about what's going on inside companies. Mm-hmm. And so I would, I would go look at their article first. Basically, the, the gist of this is, and these posts had other things, but again, this heading is really what's garnered a lot of the attention. Initially, as it was written, they said that these, uh, these conversations uh, about, uh, about politics, about things going on in the world, uh, we're done with it at base camp. And they, they go on a little bit later and kind of come back to that and say, we are not a social impact company our impact is contained to what we do and how we do it. And the reason this blew up and the reason that we want to talk about it is not necessarily their decision, although I think it's the wrong one, but what this decision means in terms of people who already feel marginalized in the tech community. So people of color, women, very often are the the smallest groups in a room, right? Tech is dominated by people who look like us. And when this sort of thing is shared and said, it takes away what voice or platform those people feel like they have. And they feel like their mm-hmm. ability to speak up about things is taken away. And and that's why this is such a big deal, because that's what this does. Now, we can get into the weeds, and I'm sure we will, but I think that's sort of why this is such a big conversation right now. Yeah, and I feel like I struggle to an extent because I've never worked at a company. I've never actually worked for, you know, no more than one person. I had a job when I was 19, and I, and I had a boss, and that was just him. I've never worked in an office environment. I've never worked mm-hmm. at a company. However, I think I've I've been around people who do long enough and I've been exposed to the sort of Silicon Valley culture long enough that I think I know what's going on. And I think I I think I can identify the problems with this, even though I've never worked at a company myself. Even though I think some some ideas and some topics are pretty universal and you don't need to know the details or the you know the specifics of how Basecamp operates uh, because in in this story for me there's some universal concepts that I think deserve an explanation that I think deserve explaining and and helping others understand and I don't think you need to be an expert in in you know, different types of tech companies to to, re- to relate and to understand and to get upset at some of these decisions. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. The, uh, the thing that really, like, drives it home is some of the response from people within Basecamp and their leadership, mostly DHH, has continued to blog about mm-hmm. it and talk about some of the things that happen behind the scenes. A lot of it that Casey reported on initially. Uh, I do want to go through the the rest of some of their statements because I think that while this one is really the heart of it, there are other things that are worth talking about. And I know uh, there are people listening who have already said, like, why does everything have to be 
um, political, and that is the world that we live in. Uh, it's it's always been the case that issues of racism and sexism and nationalism they intersect with politics because in the United States and in countries around the world, those things have been either fought against or embraced by politicians over time. Let's stop right there. I think it's pretty. I don't. I think this is pretty much true. All the time that, I, like every time I see somebody say, "Why does everything need to be so so poli- uh, Everything has to be political. Why is everything so complicated these days? Why do I need to pay attention to the words I use, to the phrases I use? Ninety percent of the, maybe even ninety-five percent of the time, the person that says those things is a white male and not part of any minority whatsoever. And so right there, there's the first issue for me, which is the complaining that things are political or that, Uh you know, you need to sanitize the way you speak or that you need to pay too much attention. Oh, the good old days when we could say whatever we wanted and everything was so much easier. Usually Mm -hmm. it comes from a very specific type of person. These types of things, race, gender, equality, stuff like that, they shouldn't they, they shouldn't be things that we should have to debate. Like these are things that everybody should be accepting and we should all be equal, but it is just not the case. It just this just isn't how it is. People aren't this way. So these issues become political or argued about or debated because they because th- these people have to do that to make the change that they want yes. right because they are put into these boxes or tried to be like pushed to the side so you have to speak up and people that want to have things remaining exactly the same push back against that because they don't want their lives to change so then you then have two people with completely different or two sets of people with like completely opposing objectives so then it becomes like politics because it becomes debates it becomes fights we get protests and stuff like that but this is purely because individuals in these either underrepresented communities or uh of of backgrounds that are not considered to be the old way or whatever. Like I can't think of a good phrase for it, but like mostly it's like underrepresented communities, right? They have to, they have to speak up. And when you say, yeah, we don't want to have these conversations anymore. What you are saying is those people do not get their voice. Yep. Yes. Because they have to speak up to change people's minds. Right. So if you say you'd prefer them to not happen at work, what you're saying is, we just don't want to deal yeah. with your thing. Yeah, you are. And maybe this is too much of a... No, I don't think it's too much of a strong word, actually. I'm going to say it. I think that is a dehumanizing approach because you are effectively saying yes. to those people, uh, yeah, sure, mm, but we don't really care. Like... Yeah. It's like as soon as these people are finding their voice, it's like, nah, you know, I don't like this. Can you just stop yeah. doing that? Like, yeah, I don't want right. to deal with that. It's like, you know, you're not really, 
you're not fixing the problem, obviously. You're making it much worse. And the and this is really the core of the issue for me, especially with the DHH uh, blog posts. These posts are meant to be, I guess they're advertised as these deep thoughts, right? On this, you know, and the, all these fancy words used in these posts, like this deep, like, oh, let me tell you the truth. Let me, let me talk to you about tech company culture, where all this post is saying is, uh, yeah, I don't think I've done some pretty racist things, but I get to decide what should be considered racist, not the person that comes with the complaint to me. So I, the white mm. man, and also your boss, have decided that this is not racist behavior. And also, you're not going to talk about this anymore on company time. It's like, uh, <laughs> like I, I can't even begin to to. Uh, it's very frustrating because it's like they're they're making it worse on each post that comes out. They're just making it worse, and on the other and on the other side of this, you have uh, all you, you have you know people who feel unrepresented in the tech community, um, people who are part of a minority group you know in respect to where they work at Basecamp and they just wanted to voice their concerns on past behaviors um, you can get more details on this in the in the Verge article but basically we're talking about the fact that at Basecamp at about a decade ago the some employees at the company they started keeping a list of uh, quote-unquote funny names uh, of customers of Basecamp that, according to those employees, had funny-sounding, uh, I guess, foreign names, right? And it was one of those things that seemed to start relatively innocuous. Right. It was like Simpsons characters, like, you know, like superhero, And then over time started to morph into these names sound funny, and what is funny about them is they are not... Anglo-Saxon names. Yes. So the first, like that, that right there is the first problem. Like anything that that doesn't sound like English to you is considered funny, and you're keeping a running list of those names. Like there's a privacy mm-hmm. angle there also, but set aside the privacy concern that you're keeping a list of random customers and passing it around the office okay, pretty sure that's a privacy violation, but still, set aside that, there's also the human aspect of this. Like, it's not cool just that, you know, to keep a list of people with, like, am I, because I'm Italian, is my name funny sounding to you? Like, are you making fun of me because I'm not American? And this applies also, obviously, to, to, to you know, all kinds of non... Backgrounds. All kinds of backgrounds. And, like, look, look... We've all changed. Yes. Right? Yes. Maybe over the last 10 years. Thankfully. People were changing. Thankfully. And thankfully in the right directions. So to, you know, to have a thing that was started a long time ago that is wrong by today's standards, that's one situation and we can look at it and be like, we were wrong for doing that and we apologize. But the way that the reporting comes through from The Verge seems to suggest that 
instead of just apologizing, mm-hmm. there was a lot of fighting and being like, you can't complain about it. You did it too from the founders of the company. And it's like, yeah. you're not setting an environment where people, like one, you should be learning and growing. And two, you need to set the example that other people can too. Like you can't just be like, oh, how can you complain about it or say it's wrong? I have proof that you added to the list. And it's like, what kind, like, what are you, a child? And that is so wrong, right? Also like shaming somebody in the, in the company message board, like in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, w- first of all, like what, what kind of uh, like, do you think that's what a what a good boss would do? Yeah, and the weird thing is, for all intents and purposes, it seems like it was this conversation that created this decree. Mm-hmm. It's like, why did you jump from that to this? That's such an overreaction. And so this is why people look at this, and look, I don't know this is the case, but you can't help but look at it and be like, you've just been waiting. Yeah. Or, or there's like, and there's got to be way more behind the scenes. And it seems like mm-hmm. the, the, another aspect of this story that sort of uh, um, caused this kind of reaction was how uh, a bunch of people at Basecamp um, started sharing this uh, image that I was familiar with before. And now I've actually been reading some more about it. The, it's the, 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 it's a pyramid. It's a, this illustration uh, made by the Anti-Defamation League. And it shows how... Uh, there's like this, this illustration of a pyramid and it shows how at the very basic level there's like things like microaggressions, right? And the idea is that hate and racism uh, starts from the bottom and eventually, layer by layer, you get to, you know, um, you get to genocide, basically. And yes, we uh, thank you, Ian, for sharing that photo in the Discord. And the idea is that it starts so simple, right? Uh, With some insensitive remarks, with some stereotypes, again, uh, microaggressions, um, having your language be non-inclusive. And eventually, as you get higher and higher in the pyramid, the violence escalates, right? And and, and this image is meant to show how it's important to to understand the concept of inclusivity and and you know mm-hmm. and your biases because we're all especially you know people like like the three of us we're all we all have our biases and we've been you know growing up we had to fight those biases and we had to understand sort of a you know to 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 understand our privilege and trying to to use it for good i hope yeah, and none of us claim to be no, perfect. No, not at all. Not right. at all. And I still, you know, uh, again, it's the small things. And I think it's important to understand that. Sometimes I get the pronoun of somebody wrong, but I don't get upset if if somebody corrects me, right? That's the point, right, of improving. You shut up, you listen, you apologize, and you do better. And this is the virtual cycle. Yeah, it's like another example of this is when you know a number of years ago i don't remember when people would start using uh, would start putting their pronouns into twitter bios mm-hmm. and in public forums and i used to think why do i need to do that everyone knows i'm a guy like i don't need to do that and like and i would see people do it and it was like and i was just like i don't know why you're doing this like I, everybody knows that you're a guy why are you putting like he him pronouns yep. in your bio like i don't understand 
what's the point of that? And then as time has gone on, I've understood, oh, this is normalizing. By me doing it, by all of us doing this stuff, and again, it's like in having this kind of conversation today, what we are doing is playing our part to show to everyone that this is normal so then the people that are doing it don't have to feel like they have this like spotlight on them mm-hmm. as like the only people that would do this are people that need you to know like no it, that's that's like the exact wrong thing to do so it's like you know but like these are the things where that seems like such a small thing to me to like ah, i don't need to do this but by doing it by just once making a change to my Twitter bio, I might make things a little bit easier for other people. And yeah. like, that's not hard, is it? No, no, it's not. It, it's it's uh, it's one of those little things that means everything to so many people. And the part about listening and learning and stepping back from your upbringing or past beliefs. Uh, what we've learned about what's going on at base camp over you know the last two or three days kind of reinforces the thought that we have of that's not something that these guys are willing to do uh part of the initial blog post was about abandoning the idea of committees and they they mentioned one of managers and like whatever meetings are lame according to some companies but uh there was also a committee that was based on um, or, or working on, I should say, uh, issues of uh, DEI, which is diversity, equity, and inclusion. And it was a huge committee with a, a large number of employees on it. And uh, there was a, a Twitter thread going around last night as someone who had, had been on that committee, and that was disbanded. And all of that work is now going to their HR person, Uh and, and not getting the input of employees from all these different backgrounds. And I don't know the makeup of that committee. I have a, some guesses. But not only are you saying, okay, you can't talk about these things at work with your coworkers, and then they later edit it and say, well, you could do it, just don't do it in official channels. Do it in Signal or on Twitter or iMessage, but don't do it in, in work, you know, with your work accounts or whatever. But then saying, hey, I know there's this group of people of, of employees who are, are looking and, and wrestling with these issues and want to push the company forward in these, in these areas. And then saying that committee no longer is, is valid and we're just going to take over that as the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the wrong move. Because, mm-hmm. in, 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 I mean, I, you know, I can say this. I mean, Mike and I own and run a company together as two white guys. And we need and seek out and encourage feedback from all sorts of, uh, all sorts of hosts that we work with. Because our, and we have historically not done the best job at this. We haven't. And we're growing and learning. Yeah. And, and hopefully doing a better job of it today than we did yesterday and then yep. the day before. But, that input is so valuable because our experience as two white guys uh, is is limited in scope. And we don't... I mean, it goes back to the top of this. We're like, why do things have to be political? Well, these things aren't necessarily political for us. Things like, uh, you know, how police are trained to deal with people that they encounter in their work. Uh, 
ways that we have fundamental uh, racism and bias built into societal systems. As a white guy, I don't, I don't encounter that stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't. I never had the conversation with my parents of what to do if you get pulled over. Yep. But in com- in communities with people of color, that is a conversation that happens again and again. And and I need to hear that because I need to know what my fellow human beings and people I work with and my friends, I need to know what their experiences are like so we can all move forward together. And shutting that down, telling that committee, your work isn't welcome here, is it's disgusting. And what's even more disgusting, in my opinion, is how in this uh, second blog post by DHH, um, they're saying, they're basically saying, uh, if you disagree with this new company policy, you're welcome to leave. And we're offering everyone a severance package. And they, you know, the way that they make it sound like they're so magnanimous and they're offering this great deal while effectively they're saying, uh, I mean, I'm paraphrasing here, but the idea is if you're not okay with us, again, two white men, who happen to be your bosses, uh, deciding that certain behaviors and things we said are not racist, uh, yeah, you should leave. Honestly, I know that these folks have written business books and uh, they are, they were and they are idolized by a lot of folks in the, in the tech community. Uh, I know for sure in my Twitter timeline, I see a bunch of people thankfully upset. Um, but really... I don't think they are that business savvy because this is only going to hurt their business. Like, this is not... Well... Set aside the human aspect. Really, this is not a great business decision. There's a whole section in that blog post about, you know, we've taken too long to make decisions and we're not going to look back and we're not going to consider previous mistakes. And it's like, guys, like, you... (laughs) I mean, I haven't been in the business as long as they have, but I know that if we make a mistake as business owners, I want to learn from that. I want to consider what happened and then factor that into future decisions. Like in life in general, you're meant to learn from your mistakes and remember them so that you can avoid them. Like that, that is a basic way of life in a functioning adult, like responsible adult, usually. The thing that upsets me also is this whole culture of oh you know we're a bunch of tech bros and we don't care about the rules we make the rules and like we don't care about past mistakes it's all about moving forward like Mm -hmm. do you read yourself and like do you understand that there's people out there at your company who are hurting and who just want to be heard and who just want to you know, point out that some things you said or did are considered racist and are just not right. And if your quote-unquote solution is to shut them down and say, no, we don't care, Uh, we don't talk about these things anymore, and also we don't dwell on the past. Is that really, like, a good... Do you, like, do they honestly think this is a good solution? And what's even more concerning is, and I see this, unfortunately, on some blogs, and I see this in my Twitter, I see it in my mentions. Uh, there's a lot of people who are upset at me for tweeting about these things these past few days. Um, wh- what's even worse is the 
the cheering that I see for Basecamp. This is wrong on so many levels. And it's dehumanizing, it's sad, it's upsetting, and it's unfortunately a good example of a male-dominated culture applied to software that we are familiar with. And this hit me really hard because I've been like, I haven't done the best job uh, in the past at really reading about certain topics or, you know, educating myself about certain things. And this, for a bunch of reasons, also because I'm in a much better place right now, mentally speaking, than, say, six months ago. Uh, I don't know, it just hit very close this time. And it was, I don't know, it just felt like I'm really upset. And... um I wish that we could do something. I know that, you know, maybe just even talking about it and discussing it is something, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and I wish I had the right, I don't know, I wish I had the right words. I wish I, you know, I, I could explain, I wish that I could explain to these people, like, don't you see that at a human level, like, you are wrong, that, that, you should listen, you should shut up and just listen to people different from you. But they seem to be pretty set in their ways, so it's too bad. I have a couple of things I want to say to like just try and make sure I tie some bows that I want to tie on this. So, you know, you might be asking yourself, what's wrong with them saying, don't talk about it at work, but you can talk about it anywhere else you want? By saying you can't talk about it at work, you are communicating that you don't want your employees to be political with their coworkers, right? And so you can say, have these conversations in other places, but if you're an employee of this company, you're going to be aware of the fact that if these conversations bleed over into work again, you're in trouble. If, you're, if and, your existence alone is considered political, mm -hmm. then it means that you're not welcome as a person at that company. Correct. That's a beautiful way of putting it, right? And it, it would you, like, you know, if you've got a performance review coming up, you're maybe not going to send that tweet, Yeah. right? In case you're going to get, like, in trouble about, like, you could, they're going to look down on you because now you kind of have an idea that your employer doesn't want you to be a political individual. Like, there are ways to deal with whatever this problem is that they are having vastly better than what they're doing, mm -hmm. right? You could look into new HR initiatives. You could look into conflict resolution. You can sequester these conversations to certain places of inside your tools, right? You can say like, look, we don't want to get into this argument in the general channel. We have another channel here. If you like, please go and talk about it. This is a very normal way of moderating yes. discussions, right? Um, you can ask for civility amongst your people, right? So like, let's not get into flame wars. Like you can't raise your voice at people at work. And that also includes in the way that you talk to people in digital yes. tools. You listen when people talk. You take actions where needed. Like, I personally believe that discussions on topics are fair. Like that, for for the people involved, discussions. It's not just one side on a topic, and you can come to it and believe what's right and what's wrong. And I, I try not to deal in absolutes because the person on the other side of your debate also believes in right and wrong, but it's in the opposite. Right, So the best way to try and deal with that is to discuss it. Because if you crush people down and say, like, your opinion is stupid and not valid on any side of it, no one can learn, right? Mm -hmm. So 
you've got to be able to have conversations because otherwise everyone just gets entrenched. And to Basecamp, to Jason Fried and David Hanemeyer Hansen, you own your business. You can choose to run it however oh, sure. you want. Yeah. All right? If you're happy with the decisions that you make and you're happy with the people that you push away and you say to people, if they don't like it, you can leave, totally fine. But it's going to change the perception that people have of mm -hmm. you. You need to accept that. People will say you're wrong. People will say you're right. But you have to look at who is saying that yeah. and decide if that's the kind of company you want to keep. Mm -hmm. Do you want all the employees that you've got left and the company and like the employees that you attract? Do you want to hear people saying like when you hear people praising you or hearing people uh, say that you're wrong? Do you like the makeup of who those people are? If they are. Fine, you do you, man. But I believe that you're doing this wrong and you're doubling down. And so that's on you. If you don't like me or don't like what I have to say, totally fine. Like, it's a big world. Mm -hmm. But look at who's saying that you're right. <laughs> like, I saw somebody post today. It's like this made it to Breitbart. Yeah. Oh, great company. Right. right? Mm. What company you keep in now? You happy with that? Because they agree with you. So... If you don't agree with them, maybe you haven't explained yourself properly. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yep. No, I think that's all right. And I think that it says so much that they're telling people, hey, if you want to go, you know, that's fine. <laughs> right? Like, so, you don't like this, there's the door. It's like, yeah. nah, I don't know if yeah. that's And, and they couch it in, you know, base campy stuff of, hey, we'll give you a bunch of money to, you know, but... <sighs> The thing that kills me about it, and and I mean, there's so much of it that is is so hurtful. Um, it's that you know, I think for a long time, people thought that these guys and that this company was like kind of on the right track. You know, like mm. I've read some of their books over the years, and even though DHH has gone on like a Twitter rampage the last little while, um, you know, I I thought of them as like, yeah, these guys have this cool business, and they you know they make these products and as a company that makes products, like kind of looked up to their success and that's hard too. And I saw a lot of tweets as this was breaking from people um, who kind of said similar things. There was one tweet and I tried finding it for the show and I, and I couldn't find it. So I apologize. Um, but it was from uh, a woman who had a startup and she was like, you know, I, I really looked up the way they ran their business and I feel heartbroken over it. And I was like, yeah, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that that's true because even though you don't think people look up to you, people do. And when you espouse these sorts of ideas, you are putting your weight behind them. You're saying that it's okay to treat people this way and it's okay to shut down these types of conversations. And that's part of the hurt too. You know, it's part of the hurt that I feel. I mean, I, I feel empathy for uh, the best that I can for people who are inside this company who've had their voices silenced and, mm -hmm. and been attacked by their by their bosses. But I also feel pain for our community that that our tech community isn't better than this in so many days. And that there are people who are in our community and who are leaders in our community who have the the this way of thinking that they that they think is okay. And it it, it mm -hmm. grieves me for our little community on the internet and, you know, we want to be better and there's, there's lots of people. And I truly believe that there are more people who want to be better than people who don't, but it just feels so dark and so heavy at the same time. Can I just say one last thing? Sure. Yes, please. 
David Hanemeyer Hansen and Jason Fried turned their company into a literal political tool. Yeah. They are using their company as examples in Congress, like the home of politics, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So politics are okay when there's money. Uh. Or, or when it's in the, really what it is, I think, they're okay with politics as long as it's their politics. It's the politics that yes. are in their politics hands. They are, don't want to give that yes. power to their employees. Politics fine yes. when it's within your worldview. Then it yes. just becomes yeah. a nuisance. Then we're off to the races. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure I saw something where they they recommend, like they still want people to talk about the political issues at base camp. Yeah. Like because that because like David Hanemeyer Hansen gets to stand up in front of Congress and make his big speeches. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yep. And it goes back to what we said, right? That uh that so many things that so many people face in everyday lives due to racism, sexism, oppression. Uh, those things have to be political to move forward. And if you don't feel those things, you don't think they're political, right? I mean, the whole, the whole, the whole worldview is so broken. Um, but you're right. I mean, I mean, it's, it's hypocrisy to say that, to say, oh, well, we're going to use our entire company as this weapon against Apple. And like, and I don't even care if it's against Apple. In fact, I think like, it's going to be very interesting to see how this plays out. And, um, but when the other side of the coin is, uh, well, you know, we're not going to talk about these other things. We're not going to allow conversations about other societal issues. It's just, it's being a hypocrite at best. I do believe people are possible of making mistakes. I really hope they change their tune on yeah, it. Me too. And from my perspective, if they do and they, they say like, you know, we were wrong about this and this is what we're doing to move forward, I will accept that myself. I mean, it's on to everybody else to accept it. Like, I believe that people are capable of screwing up and it's how they deal with it. And you can screw up and it's very normal to dig your heels in like they're doing right now because when the whole world is turned against you, it's very easy to take that initial view of like, let me. Uh, oh no, you just you're just not understanding. Yeah, it's like the, um, right, and I've been in these situations before where people tell me I'm wrong about something, or like I'm doing something and it's not what I mean, and I just try and like explain and explain and explain when I'm I, I'm like just pushing and pushing and it's not the right thing, and ultimately you've just got to back off, take a beat, and realize where you're messing up. And and if they if they do that, you know I'll be like, all right, like now let's try and turn back the clock and see where we move from there, huh? But I, I don't think that's going to happen, but I want it to. Yeah, and, and it would be, if that were to happen, if they were to come out and say, hey, we have royally screwed this up, these are things we're going to do to fix it, that could be turned into such a good example for people to say, yeah, change is possible in these areas. And I just, I just don't, I just don't know. Hmm. <sighs> Let's take a break. Is that all right? Yes. Okay. We'll do that, and then we'll talk about email, and then we'll talk about emoji. It's a weird week this week. This episode of Connected is made possible by Memberful. Memberful is the easiest way to sell memberships to your audience, used by the biggest creators on the web. If you are a Connected Pro member, you're a member of Relay FM via Memberful. As a creator, you can generate sustainable recurring income while diversifying your revenue stream. Memberful is that platform that we turn to for our membership because they make it super easy 
to generate revenue and deliver bonus content to our members. It has integrations with all sorts of tools, so you can get podcast feeds through there. It integrates with email platforms, with Discord. I mean, our membership has a lot of stuff in it, and Memberful is the hub for all of those things. And it has been great to work with them over the last many years. Maybe you're already producing content and relying on advertising or other means of income. Well, Memberful makes it easy to diversify with everything you need to run a membership program, including custom branding, gift subscriptions, Apple Pay support, free trials, private podcasts, and tons more while leaving you, the creator, in full control and ownership of everything that relates to the audience, your brand, and your membership. If you're a content creator, Memberful can help you monetize that passion. Get started for free at memberful.com. There's no credit card required. That is memberful, M-E-M-B-E-R-F-U-L.com. So go check it out. It could be the start of something really exciting. Our thanks to Memberful for their support of the show and Relay FM. So for no particular reason, Federico's back on Apple Mail. Uh, yeah. Um, as soon as we saw what was going on at Basecamp, we knew, John and I, we knew right away that we we wanted and like we we needed to do it quickly to, uh, to move away from Hey. Uh, that's not the kind of service that, that, I, that I want to support, that I want to align my company with. It's, you know something that we decided very quickly that we wanted to do Mm -hmm. like i just want to say on that like yeah you know uh companies are bigger than people um and like i i i agree with what you're doing i mean i'm gonna also move the account that i was using away from hey but like frankly i wasn't enjoying it anyway (laughs) you know it wasn't very difficult for me i know you loved it right but like it was not easy for me like it's not difficult for me i should say because i kind of had a real issue uh with it anyway as listeners of this show have been doing and by the way one of the reasons we wanted to talk about this whole thing this week is because over the last few months we have spoken about hey so much Mm mm-hmm that it kind of felt like we've given them a lot of free press. Mm-hmm. So it's, it seems only fair to balance it out. I mean, let alone all of the other reasons, yeah. right? But that was definitely one of them. But, um, you know, because it's like, well, you're going to go to Google. Like Google has its own set of problems. Like you have to make your trade-offs and decisions. Companies are bigger than just the people. There's also the people that are employed by them. Who might not, you know, like all these people, if, if everybody leaves, hey, they're all going to lose their jobs, right? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I think this is the thing that people need to make their own decisions on uh, one way or another. And it's basically just like, a you know, we're not advocating mm-hmm. that literally everybody should close their accounts down now. Uh, but if you want to, go for it. I mean, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, sure. I, I don't, I don't want to make it like this big, like, burn them at the stake kind of thing, right? And, and we well, all, sure. well, you know, let, let, let me just add to that, that some of us didn't like hey before it was cool. So You loved mm-hmm. it. You were in on it big time. I got a lot you of made, email. You there. made it a part of your personal brand. That's how much you loved it. Just for the joke. Yeah, yeah. Well, not you know. for the service. I mean, if they if they, no. if they apologize or if they change leadership, uh, we we can reconsider, I guess. But for now, we are not supporting that kind of uh, business ourselves. And so, uh-huh. for now, I just want to explain this. For now, we went back to the system that we were using before. So. For over a decade, we've been part of what used to be called Google Apps, and then it became G Suite, and now it's Google Workspace, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's so confusing. Yes, hey. it's very confusing. Uh, we were, many years ago, we were grandfathered into a free plan because we were using Google Apps for domains 
many, many years ago. And so this mm -hmm. is something that we just kept around for free. When I moved to Hey, I kept all of the old uh, users in, in the Google uh, admin console. So we literally just had to uh, switch back our DNS records and go back to Google. And for now, we're doing that. We are not happy with it. We just needed to, to move away from Hey and to have a working email because, you know, we also have a business to run and we need our... Yeah, and if you're going to go somewhere, you go to the, the number one email provider. Yeah. Right, like if you just need to something to tide you over, if you want. But that. I can tell you, like, all the things I said months ago before switching to Hey, still apply today. I'm not happy to be back on Gmail. I'm not happy that I'm using Google. I'm not happy with my system. I know that John is already yelling at his inbox. Um, there's, <laughs> there's different ways that I'm trying to, to cope with this right now. So personally. I guess, wait, before that, for context, we haven't found any collaborative service yet. One of the features that we loved about Hey was the collaboration, the ability to share threads, to leave comments, and to build collections of different email messages that belong to the same topic or area of interest. We haven't found a good replacement for that. Or by good, I mean something that is not wildly expensive or that you know gotta come over to spark come I, on i kind of come I on don't want to do come that i kind of don't want to come on um so we're looking at different uh well, systems i don't know so right now i'm using apple mail again um i'll tell you that my, my one pitch for spark for you is uh, it the sharing features are agnostic of the email. I know, I know, I know. I like we used right? it before. It's just I don't really I know. like Spark's design and like custom. I know, menus. but you can get. I mean, like, look, you can get over it. You know, like uh, I know if it, 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 it makes sense. <laughs> I know. Hey, hey, was a wait, dumpster you fire just, of design. Wait, did you just shut down his email committee? That's not cool. Oh come on now. Um, I'll fire you. <laughs> can't fire no me. No more Stephen talking no. about work. I'm taking the yeah, big no, I agree with that. I agree with I that. <laughs> you should, have a, Come you on. should have a fancy blog post about it. <laughs> <laughs> so right now, I'm using Apple Mail. The way that I'm coping with it is, I guess it's been a sponsor of the show before. It's just a service that I really like, Samebox. Like I went back yeah. and reactivated my Samebox account. And so I have my old and trusted uh I guess a triaging system made of sane later, sane news, and sane black hole. And so I've been It'll do the job. I've been aggressively dropping messages into the same black hole. Uh, that is the way that I'm trying to deal with this right now. I don't love any of this. I don't love Apple Mail. Like actually, here's a here's a funny uh, tech related. Uh, thing that i wanted to mention it's about time bring the technology back to connect it yes right? that's this is a tech show oh, well i mean this is also a tech show uh i think it's more of a human show at this point um <laughs> <laughs> what is it what it is connected it's connected that's what it is um so yeah. when thankfully from hey you can download your data you can export all of your data both your messages and your contact your contacts uh, your messages you will get a dot mbox file 
on your computer. And in Apple Mail, what you can do is you can select an account and then say File Import Mailbox, and you select the .mbox file type, and you let it run through all your messages, and you end up with a, uh, a mailbox that says Imported from you know, whatever the name of the folder is, um, local mailbox in Apple Mail. So on the Mac, so I was using my Mac yesterday for this. Um, what's really nice about Apple Mail on the Mac, and it's so very surprising that this feature is not on iOS or iPadOS yet. I wanted to automatically file those imported messages into some different subfolders, especially for... Um, for for uh, our billing email address and i needed to have some receipts go into a folder and some other receipts go into another and on apple mail on the mac this is all very easy to do with smart mailboxes because i was able to put together a smart mailbox that said show me all the messages from say uh, paypal right from this local mailbox and so that was a filter that I put together in like 20 seconds. And then I just needed to select a smart mailbox, command A to select all the messages and drag and drop into the appropriate folder in my email account. And like it took me, what, 10 minutes to download all of my, like the, all the messages from my main personal address, categorize them with smart mailboxes, drag and drop, re-import everything into my Gmail account. And that was done. Why are rules and smart mailboxes not available on iOS and iPadOS? I don't get it. It's been 10 years. It's been... No. Can't get real email done like, the, on like it's, it doesn't. It doesn't really make sense. Do they sync? No. Like, if you set them up on the Mac, you don't even see them? Oh, that's junk. No. Not it's at bad. all. It's bad. Yeah. Mail is uh, yes old yes um, it's it's strange because it was rumored last year. I remember uh, Mark Gurman had a report saying that Apple was was looking into more modern features for Apple Mail, things like snoozing, I think, or you know dealing with oh yeah, but that never that never actually happened. Um, well, it hasn't happened yet. yet. I, I mean, sure, right. Like you know, for all we know, that they were working on that, and maybe uh, fingers crossed, wish, wish, wishing, it got bumped to this year. Um, so yeah, we are we are right now in email limbo, I guess. Where again, again, we're not really happy with it, but I also think we did the right. We you know we made the right call in switching from from Hey, uh, which honestly sucks because as a product, I really liked it. However. The way I'm built as a person and as a business owner, I cannot separate, you know, the company and the people. And uh, also, we all make our choices, and this is a choice that I that I wanted to make. This is not the kind of policy that I can get behind. And if you disagree with me, you can tell me on Twitter. I'm just going to mute you because I don't care. And also, if you're that kind of person who <laughs> who wants to correct me and wants to, you know, I've seen that kind of... Uh, Stephen recently taught me a word that I've been searching for for a while. What aboutism, right? I think it, it really it's it's a really useful word because it describes a lot of people on Twitter, um, and it describes a lot of people that try to find a fallacy in your argument by trying to bring forth another problem that is totally unrelated to what you're just talking about. And so I got a bunch of people saying, "Oh, so imagine like." 
oh, hey is a problem, but what about totally unrelated issue? Like, mm-hmm. what what are you trying to accomplish with that kind of reply? And yeah, I've been muting aggressively. I don't block anymore because I have discovered that blocking only uh, reinforces the cycle of negativity. Instead, I'm just muting people. So they will never know. Muting's better because like they, they never, never know, know. And they're just like, they're sending you stuff and you don't yeah. even see it. Yeah. And they're just talking it's at beautiful. you and they don't even know. It's like, ha, ha, ha. You know? <laughs> it's beautiful. Ha, <laughs> ha, I win. It's beautiful. They just go into this secret box that n- nobody really wants to open. And it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Ah. Yeah, and and, and as a when a company has something like this, I mean, some people would say, "Well, you're just trying to make a, a statement by saying you're you're leaving them." But when it's a, a business and business owners, like that's how you communicate with them. You communicate with your dollars. Some person tried to tell me today that I was looking for attention. Like, buddy, I don't need the attention. Like, I am the attention. So I. Just I don't need to do these things for attention. I am the one who attentions. Yes, whatever that means. So <laughs> I just watch Breaking Bad. Nah. <laughs> Let's not go too far down that road. <laughs> oh. Well, good luck on your email journey. I'm not looking forward to moving away from Hay again because, <sighs> like, I know it's going to be a pain now because I set up like a set an account for another person. And like now I gotta get them to move and I don't know how to move that account. Like I haven't looked into it yet. But like Federico, basically I'm gonna ask you for your help at some point. I okay. Think. I I will help you. Don't worry. Oh, I got you. I should never have done it. Why why did I let you talk me into it now look where I am? Well look, I don't I don't regret it. It like it's like uh, it's like after a You learned a lot about how you like email, you know, you got that yes, you got that much. Yes. And again, if they apologize, but like for real, and they completely change their policy, or you know, if they if they propose actual solutions in good faith, or if the leadership resigns, I'm up for switching back. But in this situation, not at all. I'm sorry. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Okay, it's good. It's time to play the Jeremy's. But we're gonna take another break before we do. Uh, gotta get ready. And and th- yes, stretch those emoji muscles. Lots of things can make workouts hard, but your socks shouldn't be one of them. That's why Bombas Performance Socks are built to be nothing but comfortable and supportive. Bombas Performance Socks have taken all the amazing innovations that make Bombas the most comfortable socks you've ever worn, and then they added their special Hextech Performance Technology. They're stitched with special moisture-wicking yarn and temperature-regulating vents that allow cool air to flow in and prevent overheating. And they come with a pillow-like tab to save you from blisters. Stay-up technology. You know that super annoying thing where your socks slip down? These don't do that. They have a special arch-hugging system and an extra layer of cushiony comfort on the bottom for the perfect amount of support. They come in different styles for every sport with specific design features to help you optimize performance and keep you comfortable no matter what you're doing. And don't forget, like all of the other socks, for every pair of Bombas performance socks you buy, they donate a pair to someone in need. Get this, they've donated over 45 million pairs of socks so far. So you can get a good workout in and know you're supporting someone in need. And if you're searching for the perfect thing for mom, the Bombas Mother's Day collection has comfy gifts like 
colorful wildware socks, ready-to-gift sock gift boxes, performance sock gift bags. So no matter what your mom is into, you can find something cozy for her. My entire sock drawer is Bombas now. I just got some of these performance socks from them, and they're fantastic. You know, I am uh, kind of free from a recent foot surgery and doing PT, getting back on the bike, and I've been wearing these, and they really are as good as they say. So go to bombas.com slash connected today and get 20% off your first order. That's B-O-M-B-A-S, bombas.com slash connected for 20% off. That URL one more time, bombas.com slash connected. Our thanks to Bombas for all of their support of this show, our feet, and Relay FM. It is time for the Jeremy's. Oh, unexpected Jeremy's. You know, what is this? Why in the spring? This isn't a big one today, unfortunately, everybody. There's kind of only really like five <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> new emoji okay. uh, and then a bunch <clears throat> of like additions. This was a very, very small list this year. Um, hopefully next year's list uh, will be a lot more uh, full. But th- I think of the ones that we've got, I think we've got some some real classics up there. So we're going to be looking at you know, five new emoji, four kind of updated emoji, and two where Apple have changed the artwork on them. And these are what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, we'll put some links in the show notes. I think we'll probably have, the, if you have a, an app that supports chapter artwork, you'll see the imagery because Steven's very good at that. So I'm sure he's going to make one too, right? Yes, absolutely. You got to be able to so see them. So we have a list uh, here. Federico's looking at the Im- You got the image in the in the show notes the, there, the Federico. Image. Yes, I'm looking okay. at it. I'm looking at it. So the way that we're going to do this is uh, Federico's going to say what he thinks the emoji is. I have the official wording, and that's what he needs to get to. Uh-huh. And Stephen will be rating uh, Stephen, I am going to, because I realize I haven't done this, send a text message to you with the actual uh, names of all of these things in the order that I made them in. So there we go. So Federico. Okay. <clears throat> yes. What is emoji number one? So this is a heart with a, with a fire. Um, well, this is my, like, this is passion, right? This is the image of passion. This is like, when I talk about passion, I picture this. It's like a yeah, a heart set a set a blaze. Really, um, it's the Ricky emoji. Yes. So, <laughs> as for the official naming of this, I think they're like they're they're doing a variation. It's gonna be heart something. So I'm going to say, uh, I'm gonna get this wrong. I'm sure. Burning heart. That is incorrect. Uh. <laughs> Why? You were so close. You were really circling this one. It? You're like, it's always heart something. There's a fire. This emoji is called heart on fire. Oh my god. Sure. On fire. I really thought you were gonna get this one. I was like, great, we're gonna be one for one. <sighs> I think it's but, the uh, easiest one. One of the easiest uh, ones. It is the easiest one. Yep. Beautiful. Um emoji number two. Okay, so this is um there's how do you call those in English? I can't I can't help you. Yeah, sorry. <sighs> you're on your own today. <laughs> you have to describe what you're seeing. Say what you okay, see. Okay, so uh, this is not my my official 
call on the on the name. I'm seeing up like a mm-hmm. broken heart. However, we already have the broken heart emoji. So how do you say when you're like not curing something? You're mending something, maybe? Um is that a word? Oh my god, I don't know. I don't know my English. Um yeah, whatever. I'm just gonna go for it. M- mended heart. <laughs> the actual name is mending heart, but like, come on, we're not monsters around okay, here. Okay, thank uh, you. Yeah, they are bandages, Federico. I think that's the word you may have been looking bandages. for. Bandages. Yes. yes, thank that's you. It's two heart rate monitors. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, got nice. I am not a hundred percent sure what you would use this emoji for. Maybe is it is it the response to to your heart no longer being broken? Is like, that the thing? Yeah, like I know you broke my heart, but now like this is the emoji that you attach to a selfie that you send to your ex when you're with somebody else. It's like, hey, broke my heart, but I could imagine using this like I don't know, like say Steven said something real mean to me and I you know, I sent him the broken heart emoji and he's like, Sorry buddy, and I could send him this one, you know, be like, Oh, you fixed it. Yeah, it's like, hey, things are good now. Okay. All right, so we have we have one right and one wrong. Emoji number three. Okay. So this is the face I make after I mute somebody on Twitter. This is this is the Whoa, you know, type of emotion. Like, <laughs> <laughs> is that the official name? Yeah, uh, well, I guess it, this is the sound that I associate with that. Mm-hmm. Like, I make that face when, like, I don't know, where like you're, you feel really accomplished. Like, yes, it's like, whew. Um, whew. or like that was a close one. Yeah. Uh, um, so what is this face doing? Um, there's there's a cloud of air coming out of the the face's mouth. Mm-hmm. That's an elaborate name. So, like when you breathe, so breathe in, breathe out. I don't think Apple is gonna call it like breathing out face because they like to go for like simpler um, combined names. How do you say it? Um, breathe in, breathe out. Yeah, I got it. Exhaling face. Wow, nice. The official name is face exhaling. Okay. Don't forget that it is typically face first Okay. for the naming conventions here. I like, you know what I like? I like that you didn't do that because if you would have done that, it could be suggested that you were, you know, cheating a little bit beforehand. Like you were, you were like boning up on old emoji names or whatever, right? To no, try and I, give you inspiration. I haven't looked at the names. And for context, I haven't looked at the no, names. I, I trust you. And also in my overview for iOS 14.5, there's actually like a, a footnote about this. I had John write that section and it's in the story. He sent me the section and the screenshot. I didn't proof it. I didn't read it um and also it's like there's a footnote that says like hey everyone john here for the in the spirit of not breaking the jeremy's <laughs> federico <laughs> asked me to put together this section for the story well this all came from a conversation that the four of us were having yes. right yes where it was like all three of us gave a completely different answer 
of like someone should write it, I should write it, he should write it, and then then John took then it. John took it. And that was kind of how it went. Emoji number four. This ne- uh, I have no idea, honestly. Um, so there's uh, this is a face with like a sort of a squiggly line as a as a mouth and two. Dreamcast logos instead of eyes. Face <laughs> <laughs> the Dreamcast logos. Ring the bell. <laughs> I mean, to me, this is the Dreamcast uh, logo. Um, there's also a snack in Italy that is shaped like that. Um, face of Italian snack. <laughs> Dreamcast face. No, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> what, what is this supposed to convey as a, like, oh, I'm so confused? I have already used this emoji today. Really? Really? Yeah. Like ah, I'm, yeah, so, I'm all over already. the place. So what is the I'm trying to I'm trying to approach Well, I can't. I know, I know. I can't tell you. I know, you. I know. I'm trying to approach the Jeremy's this time like as a as a test for the actual Jeremy's in the fall. Like I'm trying to think what is the emotion that this emoji is meant to convey because I mean, I got to do better at this game. What is the emotion that is supposed to be conveyed here? So this is a um, when you are stressed out, or when you are confused, or oh. I actually have a fun little story that I can tell while Federico is 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 uh, thinking. So I was looking back through my messages today to see what it was that I sent, so I could give context to why I used it. And uh, if you remember uh, the Zwidge, remember our conversation about Zwidges, where they combine emoji yeah. together to uh, create a current emoji and so on my mac that i'm talking to you right uh, right now i'm not i haven't installed 11.3 yet and the two emojis that are combined to make this one are the like the face with the crossed eyes and a shooting star because <laughs> i looked i was like why did i send that the shooting star emoji it's like oh because it was this one the shooting star yeah, I will tell you right now, Federico, it's not going to help you in understanding what this is called. I just want you to know that. I'm just going to say confused face. Incorrect. Okay. This is face with spiral eyes. Oh, my God. It's literally what I said at the beginning. I view it as dizziness. Right. Or like being seasick, maybe. That's a, that's a good one. So I'll tell you how I used it today. So uh, I is looking into the possibility of whether we would get a... This is not this is not as big a topic as it seems, sounds like uh, a different office space. Mm. Just thinking for the future, you know, office spaces mm. are available now. Do we want to think about moving? Like our lease will be up. Uh, our lease is up already. The right? mega office. Uh, lease? Oh no, we have got a year. Sorry, got a year. Yeah, we have got a year left on Mega Studio. We've already passed a year of our two year lease. Wow. So we're just thinking like. I know it's bananas. Think about it now, right? Like you know, just let's just understand what the market looks like, and then we can maybe make a decision. And she found this place where it's like a like for artists, like creative people, and their whole thing is no doors. What? And I sent back the grimacing emoji and the face for spiral eyes emoji to be like, ah, and I couldn't believe this. Like my head would be spinning. Imagine a place with no doors and how terrible that would be for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People just wander in and take your things. It was just, I can't even imagine uh, working in an environment like that. Not that everybody needs offices, but just like your whole thing is there are no doors in this place. It's like, okay. Yeah, it's weird. So the spiraling eyes, Dreamcast eyes. Emoji number five, Federico. I will just say for context, Stephen texted me today and said, 
can't wait to hear what he says about this one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, <laughs> you got that going for you. This is what this is what you see when you're vaping. No, it's just a steam room face. This is like you're in a steam room. You open your eyes. There's a creepy dude looking at you, and you see those <laughs> eyes. Yep, among the steam, right? It's like, hey, buddy, and he whispers to you, hey, buddy. <laughs> I bet people are always naked in Italian steam rooms. Oh yeah. So this this face, um, I, why is it a bunch of faces? And I'm gonna, I I never get the names of the faces right. Um, face. Face with steam. It's not that. Incorrect. This is inexplicably facing clouds. In clouds? Clouds yeah, I of don't what? Know. Like, how big is this face? Is this like, this, like this face the, is as big as the sun? The, the, like, the I don't moon? understand. What, what is this why? one? Why? In clouds? Mm-hmm. What kind of clouds? Okay. Clouds? Okay. okay. Facing clouds, really. How okay? So how are we going to use this emoji? Like, what's the purpose of it? If it's, uh, I, I like it. If you're going to sneak up on somebody, or if you don't want, oh, I know it. If someone asks you a question and you don't want to answer, you know that gif <laughs> where you like sink back <laughs> into the bushes. The it's, Homer Simpson. It, it's yes, yeah, so a Homer Simpson. That this is the emoji version of that. Like you're hiding. I like it for mm. that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it for that. It's good. That is good. All right. Okay, so we've we've now moved away from kind of like these are the additions, the brand new emoji this year, um, and we're moving into more. Whilst these are new, they are variations uh, on existing emoji now. So we emoji number six. Uh, okay, um, so the number six and the number seven are, I guess, related. My assumption here is that is that up until today, the uh, the beard the, the beard emoji was only reserved for the man character and so i am going to say the number 6 and number 7 are person so number 6 is person with beard and number 7 is woman with beard oh nice interesting facts for you boys so previously there was an emoji called person beard and it's the bearded man emoji that we've known forever. So Apple have actually switched out the art. So any time that you would have seen now like a, a the old bearded guy emoji, it's now the person. So I this is really hard to explain. Here's what I just did to test this. I was on my phone with uh, 14.5 on it, and I selected the person with beard emoji. And I sent it to you guys by text message. And on my Mac, it is showing the old emoji that is now man with beard. Mm-hmm. Okay. Does that make sense? So I think so. They've kind of created man with beard and woman with beard. And then person with beard is now the gender neutral version. But it's they've changed the artwork out between those two. It's very weird. It's very like I just had to see why they do it. But like that stuff it always gets a little bit confusing. Interesting. Okay. So there you All go. Right. Emoji number eight. Uh, uh, no. This emoji and then the next emoji is why all the articles say there is 270 emojis because these next two have like various uh, uh, variations of gender and race that have been added to them. Yeah, I and, uh, and I don't know like 
uh, how they called these. Um, so num so this we're looking at number eight. Um, okay, so it's a couple, right? Um, I'm assuming like they 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 gave a a different name to the different combinations of of genders and races. Um, There's only one name for the emoji. And then you can just choose between them all in the same way that like oh, there's only one all name. of the people emoji. There's one name, right? Because all of the people emoji, they have one name, but you can choose between uh, races between them, right? So the emoji has just one name. What, what, is, what is difficult for me here is that number eight and number nine, they both show a couple. However, the... On the number eight, there's a, there's a, what's the difference between these two? This, are you sure these are not like the same emoji, just with different? No, these are two different emoji, Federico. Oh. If there's one thing I know how to do, it's prepare the germs. Ah, number nine, they are sort of kissing. And number eight, okay, number eight is couple. Oh, no. That is incorrect. And number nine is couple kissing. That is incorrect. You, oh, no. <laughs> you completely ruined it for yourself. It's the other way around. Couple with heart and kiss. But this is not fair because even the couple kissing has a heart in the middle. I can't help you. The names are bad. I'm sorry. The names are what they are. That's, you know, I, I don't control the names. But you can still win. You have four right and five wrong. Okay. So okay. I'm you gonna, can still I'm gonna, can, you can still pull this, this out. This is gonna be a close one. And these last two, they should be easy ones for you because they're existing emoji. So okay. So this the number. Uh, what's it? Number ten. So they gave the AirPods Max design, just like they did with the iPhone and the Apple Watch before, to an existing emoji called headphones. I know because the headphone emoji, we talked about it a few years ago. Mm-hmm. This one, this is an existing emoji. I've seen it before on Twitter, for, but there was blood in it. And I'm going to guess that the update, like this emoji is here because Apple updated it. And I guess that this new version doesn't have blood, but has some generic liquid in it. Still, it's pretty easy for me because it's the same name in Italy. This is a syringe. Correct. This is obviously now the vaccination emoji. Right. Which is why they removed what was previously like a blood test. Yes. You know, Uh, change it out. Final score, please. The final score. Correct six, incorrect five. Congratulations. Thanks. I kind of wanted to do better. You really squeaked in on this one, Federico. I'm not going to lie. I need to have more points. I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but what the one thing I'll say to you is wasn't really a lot of room for error this time around, so I was very happy that we had these two extra ones to give you that little yeah, boost. Thank you, thank you. Still, I won, so I'm on a winning streak between the Apple event and the emoji. There's nothing... Uh, you're champion of Ricky's and Jeremy's right now. There's nothing I cannot win these days. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yes. All right. I'm very happy. 
we got one last thing we need to do. Okay. Uh, I need to share something with y'all. Just real quick. Uh huh. Just don't need everybody to know this. All it says in the document is Stephen's extra topic. Me and Federico have absolutely no idea no what this idea is. No idea what's going on. That's right. I don't know. I've, I've kept it from you. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just need to uh, share this with no, you. if you bought something, so, I'm going to w- walk out of the room. So... obviously you just bought something. Well, in a way, it's a purchase, I guess. Go on. I swear I'm going to hang my headphones here. I'm going to walk out. <laughs> I'm going to send you all an image of something. Oh, hang on a minute. An image. Oh my god, he oh, did it. Oh yeah. Well, no, this I totally accept. Oh my god. So Well. I need to tell a little bit of a story now because it's happening oh again. My I god, can't believe people keep doing no, I can't believe people keep no, doing no, this no. to me. Mike, have you looked in the middle of it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so people keep doing this to me. Uh so oh yesterday god. Stephen booked himself in for a tattoo. Oh my god, Stephen. And uh, he was getting his sleeve filled in, and because uh, Stephen has a sleeve, and he sent us a picture. And before the call today, I said to Stephen, "You didn't show us the rest yeah. of it." And he's like, "Oh yeah, I'll send you an image." And as soon as it changed, it said Stephen's extra topic in a document. It started dawning on me that he never sent oh me the God. image. <laughs> so Stephen now has added. A line art version of the weird fish emoji <laughs> to his. Do you have both have it in the same place? Yes, it's in, in the, the left same bicep. Spot. It's in the same spot. Yeah, well, mine's on my right arm, but yeah. Mike. Oh, don't. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> want to get it. Now two of us have it. <laughs> well, Stephen, how did you explain the, the, the thing to, to your tattoo person? Yeah. Yeah, so I had to. Uh, Oh, yeah, I had to do some explaining. So the sleeve is like space motif. So I added like the Hubble telescope and a black hole and some other planets. And then I came up with a line art version of the weird fish emoji. And my tattoo artist was like, well, that's not really like a space thing. Um, he said, is that COVID? I said, look, well. Yeah, that's the problem of getting it today. Huh? I'm, I'm, I appreciate the guts that you had in trying to have to explain that to someone. Yeah. So I had to explain, well, I'm on a podcast with this guy <laughs> from Italy, and we we have this game. Oh, God. Can uh, you come up so, with yeah, something else? So there else? it is. Bravo to you. Bravo to you. I hate you for this. This is incredible. Yeah, you're next. This is incredible. Because you've now put this on me. Because the thing is, the two of you have tattoos in that area of your body. Yeah, I do now. So if I have to get it in the same place, it would be literally the only thing on my arm. Perfect. (laughs) Oh, my God. Do I have to get it in the same place? Oh, yeah. I mean, yes. Clearly. My God, Stephen, this is... Mm. All right, I need to think. I need to start thinking about this. And I also need to talk to my wife about this. (laughs) (laughs) This is a conversation I need to have at home before I'm talking to you about it. Oh, my God. Like, I just thought that you were going to share the photo of the final design. And then I opened the photo with Quick Look, and it got bigger, and I saw it right there in the middle. It's... I had the thought, and then as soon as I, I all I saw was his arm, and I just knew it was somewhere, and I, I had to wait and find it. Bravo, Stephen Hackett. Bravo to you. Bravo to you. You know, and I wanted to do it in my own way because you know none yeah. of my sleeve or anything has any color. Sure. And so I was like, well, I'll just uh, mm-hmm. 
Just do an outline version. Yeah, and and my arm is full <laughs> color, so obviously also the mm-hmm. the, the emojis in, is in is green and everything. Yeah. And so we, Mike needs to come up with his own version. I'll, yeah, I'll do it my own way. Own the version. invisible tattoo. Nope, way. nope. That's the <laughs> that's my way. My way. <laughs> It's the invisible tattoo way. I already have it. Did I not tell you? Nope, that's not how it works. Mm. Um, Steven, right. this is beautiful. Thank you. I was not expecting this. How long ago did you have this done? Was it like two years ago? Uh, yeah, last WWC that we did together. 2019. Okay, so I have two years then but to, to work out how to do this. Sure. Yeah, that's fine. Sure. Yep, I did mine last night. So that picture's kind of kind of gross and swollen, but it gets the point across. You're swole. What can we say? Well, I think that does it. Uh, it definitely does. What an episode. This is one for the ages, huh? We got range for sure. Like, <laughs> <laughs> If there's one thing we got. <laughs> I think I've wow. made up for not having a Federico photo album. We have matching tattoos. Mm, yes, I will... You have matching tattoos for both of us. That's true. Federico, me and you now need to get a matching tattoo just for the two of us. Okay. Mm. Because um, okay, it, this is it. We have to decide now. Sure. Do we want the three of us to have a matching tattoo, like, or, or do or we just want to do it in twos? Yeah. Because <laughs> me and Steven both have the Relay Fifth artwork. Right. It's literally the same tattoo though, which is a little bit different. But and now the two of you have a matching tattoo, so do me and you need to get matching tattoos? Right. Yeah. Or do I need to get one and join the, t- well, the two of you? you it's know? up to you, Mike. You can either get your hand tattooed, or you can get a full sleeve, or you can get a giant li- lion on your leg. Oh, so your your whole thing is if for us to have a matching tattoo, I have to get like all of it. Like I can't just get a little bit. Yeah, you have to replicate his entire sleeve. <laughs> oh no, you gotta get the whole thing. <laughs> Oh boy. Sure. Yeah. Oh boy. We'll think about it. If you want to find links to stuff we spoke about, head on over to our website. It's relay.fm slash connected slash three forty three. While you're there, you can send us an email with feedback or follow up. Or if you're not a member, you can become a member and get Connected Pro, which is a longer ad free version of the show each and every week. And as a reminder, starting on April 29th that is tomorrow as i'm speaking throughout the month of may relay shows will be uh, publishing annual specials for our members connected is going first so go uh, go check those out we're going first mm-hmm. yes we're leading the way andiamo per primi <laughs> imperceptible federico just imperceptible <laughs> i don't know what it was but i'm tingling i don't know where it was membership yeah i uh, yes. if you want to find us online i got distracted by the whispering if you want to find us online we're around you can find mike on twitter as i m y k e mike is the host of a bunch of shows here on relay fm mike is there anything you want to uh share this week uh this is completely uh off the beaten track of shows but uh, people may know that I created a journal product called the Theme System Journal along with CGP Grey, um, and it's like a notebook. Well, we have just created a blank dot grid notebook based on the same design. So if you haven't had a journal or you enjoy your journal, uh, we have a product called the Subtle Notebook. You can get it at cortexmerch.com. Cool. They look really good. I love the the cover color a lot. Thank you. Thank you. 
You can find Federico online. He is Vitici on Twitter, V-I-T-I-C-C-I, and he is the editor-in-chief of MacStories.net and the champion of the Jeremy's April 2021. Congratulations again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank Send you. you a heart on fire emoji in just a second. I appreciate it. Yep. True passion. You can find me on Twitter as ISMH. I also host a bunch of shows here on Relay FM, and I write over at 512pixels.net. Uh, if you do like podcasts, and you probably do because you're listening to one right now, uh, go check out Material here on Relay FM. Uh, each week, Andy and Flo talk about what's going on in the world of Google and Android. It's a great show. It's how I keep up with that side of things. So go follow along at relay.fm slash material or search for material wherever you get your podcasts. Google I.O. is just a couple of weeks away. Did you know that? I know. Very soon. Mid-May. Mid-May. They didn't do it last year. So it's I kind of it fell off my radar a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week, Privacy, Memberful, and Bombus. And until next week, gentlemen, say goodbye. Arrivederci. Cheerio. Oh, there's a lot of delay again. <laughs> Bye, y'all. <laughs> oh, wow. It got really bad in the end. <laughs>